Hello and welcome to the Sports Society podcast, a show about everything sports. Join us each week as we review and dissect the top games and sporting events across the globe, listening to the latest news to emerge from the world of sports. My name is Dan, and as always, I am joined by Chris, Ads and Josh. This is the Sports Society podcast. How are we, lads? Good, mate. Fantastic, mate. Fantastic. Good as always. Who's doing the honours first? I'll do socials, boys. I'll do socials. Um, follow us on TikTok, Sports Society Podcast. Uh, follow us on YouTube, Instagram, Sports Society Podcast. Um, and then if you've got any questions, email us on the Sports Society Podcast at gmail.com. Oh, yeah. We've flogged. also got, I haven't forgot it. I haven't forgot Good. it. Thank I you. was just Good. about to give you your dues. And we've, got, we've finally got it, Facebook. And we've got a few posts because Joshy boys started. Uh, yeah, boy. Well. <laughs> all right, for all the listeners Pretty out there, job. all two of you, Josh has decided to finally do something. And to yeah. that, we'll cheers to that. <laughs> oh, cheers to that. Cheers to that. Baby steps, boys. Baby steps. <laughs> We're getting there, lads. We're we are. There. We are. We're Good fun, there. boys. Good fun. Hey, it's a marathon, not a race. That's it. it. Absolutely. I believe the saying is it's a marathon, not a sprint, because a marathon is a race. <laughs> oh, yeah. Close enough. It's a marathon, <laughs> not a sprint, mate. So that's yes. what I said. Oi, what, was the, what was the worst part? Was Dan and I didn't pick up on it either. No, yeah. <laughs> there's, your, there's your first reel of the week, boys. <laughs> Straight on the Insta. All right, shall we get started? Big week of sport. Into let's it. Do let's, it yeah. do, let's do sports. Let's do it. All right, Cricket World Cup. Ads, I'm I'm reeling, mate. So do you wanna do you wanna kick it off? Yeah, I can kick it off. So um, we'll start with New Zealand and Netherlands. They were playing last week when we were actually recording. So New Zealand's how good has New Zealand started this tournament, Josh? How good um, have they started this? Mate, I've before the World Cup, I had two players that I believe were the most underrated players in the world. You got to think this New Zealand outfit. They won the World Test Championship two years ago. Yeah. They're they're in the top five of every competition, be it T Twenty Test or One Dayers. And before we get on to the actual games, mate, I want to highlight two players. So oh. for the for people that love cricket or people that don't, anything over fifty as a batsman means you, you're a certified, really good player. So Devon Conway, have you ever heard of him? Anyone? Obviously, yeah. Yeah, else? but I'm going to say these two, no. All right? So, <laughs> in the last two years, he's averaged 50.1 in test matches, 52 in one days, and 41.6 in T20. He can play all three formats to a world-class standard. And then you've got their old bowling attack with Matt Henry, who, statistics-wise, he's as good, if not better, than Cummins and Rabada at the minute. Oh, mate, but he's a star. You, you don't hear about those two. So um He's good with surprise. the bat as well, Matty Henry. He is. He is. So my Indy. two surprises for the World Cup are, yep. are South Africa and New Zealand. I don't know why I'd call them surprises, but um I think those two nations are a big shot. I'll just roll off I'll just roll off you there. My surprise for the World Cup so far would have to be South Africans Quinton de Kock. Mate, he has started this tournament so bloody good. His name? So good. What's his, What's that? What's his name? Quinton de Kock. 
And he is, and he is, a, he is a certified cock. Carry on. He, he is a bit of a cock. He's he's the one that went toe to toe with David Warner in the change rooms after Sandpaper Gate. All right, all right, I'll go one for you. Who who would have won that? One v one. What in the boxing? David David Warner. He wouldn't bloody he wouldn't be able to knock out a bale of hay, mate. Quinton de Kock would have knocked him out with his Quinton de Kock. You reckon? <laughs> yeah, David Warner was no chance, mate. No. Candice was um, the ring. No, I won't get started on candy. Um, <laughs> but mate, what can we get can we get in obviously we're a proud country in terms of cricket. Have we been anything short of pathetic? I actually don't even want to talk about Australia, mate. I'm actually so disappointed in our nation. So, so do you know where we do you know after last night's result, keep in mind, boys, Ireland, there's teams like nations like Ireland in the World Cup. Do you know where we're sitting on the table right now? Bottom? Stone motherless last. We are currently last. <laughs> Your shit. Uh, we are, <laughs> the, the thing about Australia is we're such a proud nation that, you know, whatever sport it is, we want to be the best there is at every sport. And this hurts us, mate. We are actually what, a really good what team. what happened? We're just shit. We're shit. You got absolutely nah. thumped by the Saffirs, man. We're under... It's not... It's not that we're shit, mate. You've got Hazelwood, you've got Cummins, you've got Stark, you've got Marsh, you've got Warner, you've got Maxwell, Stoyner, Smith. We're not crap. We are just underperforming. And I think the Australian cricket team for years now have borderline arrogant. They had a great coach in Justin Langer in Correct. charge. Yeah. The players the players wanted him out because they didn't like how ruthless he was. Yep. Old mate Andrew McDonald <clears throat> comes in, who's their best friend, and they've been shit. Well, I was going to say we're comfortable. Our title's comfortable. Like, Do you know what I mean? Like, Dave, David Warner's not going to get dropped. Like you said, Steve Smith's not going to get dropped. Hazelwood, Cummins, Stark. Where's Michael Nessa? Nessa's bowling rippers in the bloody state league. Do you know mate, what I'm saying? Samper's not going to get dropped. Too comfortable. And the thing is, we got. if you watch Sheffield Shield and, and the... Um, it's not called the Ryobi Cup anymore. I can't remember what it's called, but the one-day mm. domestic competition. There's not a lot coming through either. No. no. Um, and... Boys, obviously, you don't know a whole heap about cricket, but last year, last year, year before, <clears throat> just Justin Langer just took us to a to a series victory in India. Was mm-hmm. it? It was India, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And he got sacked yep. after that series Straight because up. the the players didn't want him because he was too hard on them. Now you tell me in what in what world that is not just a load of shit, mm. like. How how do you get rid of a, a coach because they're too hard on the players? It's a professional sport. Embarrassing. Mm. Yeah, it is. So I'm kind of glad we're we're doing crap because I think it means that those guarantees like Warner, Stark. I'm not a huge fan of Hazelwood either. At the minute, I must admit. Um, even Maxwell and Stoyness to an extent that these blokes won't be walk up starts anymore. The thing, the thing with Maxwell and Stoinis, and I'm a Melbourne Stars fan. We'll get into the BBL a little bit later on once it starts in December, but I'm a huge Melbourne Stars fan. But each and every year, I hear the same bullshit story where the Stars are going to come out. we got Maxwell, we got Stoinis. Nah, they're fucking shit, mate. They play two good games, and that's it. They underperform. They're overpaid. Bullshit, mate. And I'm, I'm, mate, I'm fed up with it. Like I said before, they're comfortable. Australian team's comfortable. They're too afraid to 
you know, pull that trigger and get someone that actually deserves a spot in the team. Like it's, it's frustrating. Hundred percent, and there's no there's no pressure for spots. Like no. Warner, Warner's just guaranteed a spot, right? Yeah. You you know that Steve Smith, no matter what he does, is guaranteed a spot. You know that Hazelwood, Cummins, and Stark are guaranteed a spot. You're heading into a one day competition, right, on a flat track, so you need block bowlers that are just length, line and length, yep. hit the stumps. Doesn't have to be fast. Look at Glenn McGrath and the success he had in, in India. Why would you not play Scott Boland? Why would you play three out-and-out pace bowlers who put it on a dime because they're like roads, so the ball's not going to skid, the ball's not going to cut, so it's just straight onto the bat on the willow. Hmm. And you've got South Africa scoring 311 because Zampa couldn't hit a bloody hay bale with his his meat pies that he bowls. Um, Like I said, boys. Australia are only good at the shit sports. Hang on, hang on. All right. <laughs> now, now that you've woken up, they're only, Chris, good, they're, only, they're only good at shot put. Now that you've woken up, Chris. <laughs> are you? Are you let's, good at shot put? Let's get in. Commonwealth Games, isn't it? <laughs> let's the get only, in. The only, the, only thing Engl- the only thing England are good at is creating colonised countries that become better than them. Oh, we've got a big one. Better, <laughs> big one. better living standards, better people. Just better, oh. everyone. Right, more more tan skin, unlike you pasty white fuckers sitting in your in your fucking. Oh, that's racist. Your sum- that. You're only tan because you're half bloody. You're half Malacca. <laughs> half half pizza flipper, mate. <laughs> All right, let's let's. What were we gonna say? Ad, you wanted to move on. I was gonna roll on to England's performance last night since the smart ass oh, was yeah, back. Move on, move on, move on. Go on, run us through it. Did you watch it? I, I watched Danny. a little bit of it. I know you I watched, did. I, I didn't watch all of it because it was past my bedtime. So, give, <laughs> give us one word about it. What's one um, word about that game? I don't think England can bowl. <laughs> judging by that game. Well, are you talking about the, how they lost to Afghanistan? I yes. Am. Yeah. I am. My one word is embarrassing, Matt. From what I saw, it was shite. In Barrison. Yeah. yeah. What to, happened? We Yeah. To be fair, the, the Cricket World Cup, it used to be massive. Like it did. It used it used to be massive. And T20's taken the competition by storm. I don't think many people give two shits about the Cricket World Cup anymore, if I'm honest. <laughs> I don't. I feel like the players invest in T20 because that's where the, that's where the money is. The thing that's hurting England at the moment and I know we've spoken about him a lot in the previous podcasts that we've done in the previous episodes, but not having Stokesy play actually massively hurts you guys because he's a bowler and he's a good fielder. He's a fucking awesome batter. So not why is having... he not playing then? Is he injured, Josh? Do you know? Well, I actually don't. I don't know if he... I don't know if he retired from one-day cricket. I remember there was whispers nah, about it last year. Because he, he come out and said um, that he's going to play, and there was this big conspiracy where it was like, you've just retired, and now you're putting your hand back up for the World Cup, but he hasn't played a game. So I don't know if he's... Yeah, he might, yeah he might so I'm just having a look now. He's suffered a hip injury. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. so he, was, he was planning to retire from the World Cup, uh, from the ODIs, but yeah, he wanted to play. But the thing is... It's where the money's at. The money's not in in fifty over cricket. 
Test match cricket's still the holy grail, right? If if you're a cricket lover, test match cricket's test match cricket, the long form's the best form. And then IPL. it's T twenty. Like I don't even give I don't honestly don't even give two shits about one days, if I'm honest with you. Um but the issue is with both Australia and England is the superstars aren't performing. So you have no. Joe Root who who knocked eleven last night. You've got Fat Guts Bearstow who only scored two. Right. You've got Joss the Wanker Butler who only scored nine. <laughs> you don't like I any like of the players, no? I like right. Butler. I don't think either team's gonna be making it through to the next stage unless something drastic happens, put it that way. Fair enough. Let's um before we wrap the cricket up, let's have an early prediction who we think is going to go all the way and win the title. So, you go first, Chris O. Who's going to win? It's going to go all the way. Who's left? <laughs> Everyone. <laughs> no one's been eliminated, man. <laughs> just, just go with the default. India. England. <laughs> <laughs> default is England. Right. Right here, boys, you've got the most knowledgeable man in cricket. Chris knows that <laughs> India's India's sitting at the top of the table with the highest uh, run rate with the with the most points. They haven't lost a game yet. Really methodical tip there, Chris. Well, Ireland was sitting at the top of the the table for winning the World Cup, but that didn't work we're out. Not, it, so. We're not talking about Thugby yet, all right? We're talking Ireland's not in the cricket World Cup, Matt. Not we're talking about the Anything can happen, sport. mate. Anything can happen. <laughs> It can't if they're not playing. England are fifth, to be fair. <laughs> Who do you reckon, yeah, Daniel? Fifth. Uh, I'm going to go to Kiwis. Yeah. I'm going to back um, you up. I'm going to go they Kiwis. Seem to be, they seem to be playing decent cricket. So, yeah. Yep. For cricket. me, boys, India have to be probably at 50, 60%, oh. 50 or 60% to win this World Cup. They yeah, they have to. Go be. with the, oh, the favourites. Go with the favourites. We could is, all have done that. That, yeah, is did. that is, Josh, that is basically like saying Red Bull are going to win the Formula One. Of course yeah, they are. Exactly. <laughs> exactly right. Boring. It, that's exactly I, right. So I reckon 100%. New Zealand's more favourites, mate. New Zealand will win it. So Red Bull are going to win the Cricket World Cup, are they? Yeah. Red, Red Bull. Red Bull will win it. Yeah. It's like saying Man City aren't going to win the Premier League. We all know they're going to win it. They might not. Or, well, unless... Ooh, they've lost two already. In, that's all I was just going to say. The only way Manchester City ain't going to win the Premier League is if... Arsenal, Arsenal. I'll let the I don't know what song going. you're seeing, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what song that is. I don't know. <laughs> doesn't even, he doesn't even know your home kit colour. No Man, Man City... <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Boom. The only right. way the only way Man City aren't winning ain't winning the Premier League is if they lose it themselves, and it's the same with India. The only way India are not winning the World Cup is if they lose it themselves. It, yep. It's theirs to lose. They're far and beyond the better team. <clears throat> same with with so, Man City. So what you're saying is, if India lose, they won't win. <laughs> Correct. What I'm Go saying on, is, <laughs> Michael Owen. Get, <laughs> what I'm saying is, get that Australian Open cap off your big fat head. <laughs> All right. Otherwise, I'll use a tennis racket to hit your little peanuts. Come on in. He looks, he looks a bit homeless, doesn't he? <laughs> he he does. looks a little bit homeless today. Is it just, is it just pick on Dan Day or something? You know what he looks no, like? I feel like you're about to bust out a rap, mate. Who's that? <laughs> yeah. Oi, who's that fat character from South Park? You know, the one that, that wears... Cartman. Fo- yeah, he looks like Cartman, but lost weight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks. Thanks. Thank you. 
He looks like Cartman <laughs> on the diet. See you guys, I'm going home. And get him. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. All right. Let's roll. Let's get on to it. Let's get on to an even worse sport now. Oh, well, you can't. Look, if you're talking about shit sports, cricket is shit. If, we get, if we're being honest, cricket is shit. India going to win anyway. So anyway, now we're... <laughs> move on, move on, move on to Rugby World Cup, and we've had. Sorry, who who's in the semi-finals? Next question. Who made it to the semi-finals? That's right, England made it to the semi-finals. So I don't want to hear anything from you two for the next ten minutes. No, can I ask you an honest question though before you two continue, just for all our listeners, because I was really impressed with this performance. Can you can you just take us through Ireland's success over New Zealand on the weekend, please? You want to start with the island game? Yeah, how we'll they start with the island game? Because because in Dublin they were pretty much celebrating the World Cup win two weeks ago, so they must well, have really enjoyed their win over New Zealand. <laughs> well, this is, I mean, it's typical Ireland, right? So out of however many World Cups have been part of, they've been part of eight World Cups. How many times do you think they've progressed past the quarterfinals? I reckon once zero to one time. Zero. Yeah, they have. Gone out at the quarterfinals at every single World Cup. At least they're consistent. Yeah, <laughs> they have not made past made it past the quarterfinals. There's only four other teams in the, in this category. Obviously, there's more teams like Portugal who who have come in lately. But Fiji, Samoa, and Japan are all in that category. That they've hit the quarterfinals and never made it past the quarterfinals. So it's, it's quite embarrassing, really, when you think you know it is a rugby nation and. It's our year, and it was their year a couple of and years ago. Considering their world number one, allegedly. Considering their world number one, yeah, I think. I mean, it it happens, yeah. But of course, what for me, what watching the game, it was so many enforced errors, so many bad hands, so many penalties given away, and although, albeit New Zealand gave a lot of penalties away as well, yeah. If you, the, the thing we we spoke about this couple of weeks before. I told you, they know how to win. You say there were so many unforced errors. They had 10 penalties conceded each. They both yeah. conceded a lot of penalties. But <clears> and so what's their excuse? It's 10 all. Well, if you want to go on to win a game, you can't be giving away 10 penalties. Besides New Zealand. Essentially, that's t- if, you, if, if it's within shooting distance, you could go for 10 conversions. That's that's what you're giving away a penalty. It's almost yeah. like... Yeah, true. If you're in a, in a within 40, 50 metres for some kick of 60 metres, it's almost like giving a penalty away in football. Yeah. Like Just go for stupid, goal, stupid, yeah. stupid errors like that. Like, you know, going in off your feet, hands in the rut, stuff like that. It's just, it's just, it's just stupid. And if you, if you want to win a game, you want to win a World Cup, that's something you need to work on. So, yeah, sure. In, when you look at their stats, it's pretty even. Like tackles, 88%. From both, and but New Zealand made a hell of a lot more tackles, like 257 tackles they made, and uh, Ireland only made 177. So, obviously, New Zealand were under the pump a little bit more than the Irish. So, boys, I want to ask you a question, right? So, having a look at these matches, you've got Argentina that came up against Wales. How is it that um, scheduling would even allow? South Africa and France to come up against each other when arguably they were the two highest, just higher the, rated teams. Like, that's how, just the pool. 
Yeah, but Sister how are Jewel. these pools drawn? Because arguably you've now kicked out one of, if not the equal favourite team in the comp, which, which that was, I don't know, I watched that whole game. That was game of the tournament. That was an incredible match. Um, yeah. France yeah. versus versus South Africa, that was almost worthy of a final, yet it was a quarterfinal. And then you've got France, who have been kicked out of the World Cup, they've lost by a point. When you've got Wales, who basically, they didn't even show up against Argentina, to be fair. I know it was only 12 points difference, but I just feel like you can't help but think the scheduling's gone awry here too. I thought the Wales game was quality, mate. Mm, Was good. You can't rig a tournament just so that the best teams don't play each other. (laughs) You can this, that's rigging a tournament. You can position them in groups though to rig it though, but I know what you're trying to say. You can't rig a tournament. That's rigging. Like, you can't put. You can't just cherry pick what <clears throat> groups your teams go in and what side of the, you know, group A, B, C, D against group E, F. Mm. You know, you so can't do that. How how do international football? So the football federation. How do they manage to n- navigate around every World Cup to ensure? that the top five teams in the world end up, or six teams end up making at least the final eight. You can manipulate it. Mm-hmm. You, if, you look, if you look at those pools from this World Cup, right, how on earth do you have France in the same pool as New Zealand and Italy? You've got Ireland who have just got South Africa. You've then got Wales who have come up against Fiji and Australia. You've got England who have got Argentina and Japan. Mm-hmm. So you've you've manipulated it to the point where You've basically given, and I'm not saying England's done well, but you've basically given England and Argentina a free ride. Yeah, when you look into it like that, it does seem a bit suspicious. But how how is it like drawn out? Is it just randomised or just random? It's generated. It is what it is. You can't say it's. You can't say that football is rigged essentially because Italy, who won the Euros, didn't make the World Cup, so. No, I'm, can't. Talk, I'm not. I'm saying football. I'm not saying football's rigged. What I'm saying is, I think FIFA do the scheduling really well. Where you look at the World Cup pool, and most of the time it's a two-two split, two top nations, and then you've got two of your lower tier nations. I don't think the. I don't think rugby's done that this. But World then, the, but then, those lower tier nations are never going to make out the group. But they do. Australia's done two... it twice. Australia's done it twice. You're not a lower tier no. nation. Yes, we are. We're 35 in the world. 36 now you you've won. We you've always won two have world, You've won two World Cups. You're the, the third Should most decorated oh, nationality sorry. in I'm Rugby talking, World Cup. I'm t- sorry, mate. I'm talking soccer now. I'm saying we, we're shitting football and we've still managed to get out of the group stage. So what I'm saying is there's always a chance, but how you can have three top tier nations go in a four-team pool, I just don't understand. Are you talking about football yeah. or rugby now? Stay on the rugby. Stay on the rugby, yeah. Talking about yeah, so, what I'm doing is I'm comparing the two. I'm saying FIFA's done I think FIFA's done it really well where they've where they've got their World Cup pool as a two two split. When I look at this rugby world cup, you've got England and Argentina who have pretty much I know you're gonna say in form, but it, I, I just don't think the split was as good as it could have been. I, I think that when you've got Namibia like it, that was a free ride for any team playing Namibia. Yeah, Whoever had sure. them, and I know it's luck of the. I get that it's luck of the draw. I'm just saying that I think yeah. the competition's worse for France being out. That's what I'm saying. Potentially, yeah. I feel like there needs to be an, at least another two. Well, France should have won. Good luck. I mean, all right. Let's well, let's go on to that France and South Africa game. Chris, me and you watched it this morning. Yeah, that game. You're right, Josh, when you say probably was the game of the tournament so far. 
Yeah, I do agree with you. Like, and France, I don't, I don't think France deserved to lose that, but neither did South Africa, really, did they? We got like talking from an English perspective, we got the best out of that draw because for sure France were the better team in all in all areas of the pitch. For sure, like every stat is better than South Africa, and South Africa did what New Zealand did, and they just with experience made it happen. Yeah, yeah, like, ab- absolutely. I mean, like penalties was the same again, six penalties each. Yeah. Possession, France 60% to South Africa's 40%. I mean, that doesn't happen to South Africa a lot. Territory, the French had 63% territory as well. So they were pinning the South South Africans back pretty much the whole game. Or three quarters of the game anyway. Literally, pretty much, I'm looking at the stats now, all of the stats pretty much lean towards France's favour. Like carries yeah. carries over the game line eighty two to thirty six passes one hundred and fifty six to eighty two defenders beaten forty three to twelve offloads thirteen to two malls won four to one rucks won one hundred and three to fifty six it was all France isn't that the yeah. best thing about sport though yeah like it's great when you see all these stats leaning towards one team and the other team just beats them more mm-hmm. it's great. And you know, you know what my observation from this World Cup's been before you keep going on with this game, right? Is a lot of people, when they talk about biggest sports in the world, when they talk about biggest events in the world, you hear football World Cup, soccer World Cup, you hear NFL. I've watched a few games in this World Cup. I don't think I've ever seen a more passionate competition ever. Like the, the passion that these players play with, these, these blokes, they, they will they will die for their country. Like the fans, like we went to a pub yesterday and the Irish fans were just everywhere. Oh yeah. And, and they looked gutted. Like I've I've never seen, but even the Kiwis, even the the South Africans, the French, look how they turned up. Like what a competition. The rug. I I personally think it's the second best world cup in any sport. I think soccer world cup one, I think rugby world cup has to be even if not, if not better, if I'm honest, I, I've, I've loved watching it this term. This I, I, can def- I can definitely see your point. The Rugby World Cup is very attractive in that sense. It like the passion. That, yeah. The passion. Like, yeah. you look at Ireland after it's just the game. Not, it's, there's just not enough competition. If it, there was better competition, it would be a, so much of a better com- like a yeah. contest. Yeah. But you know because what? You've got, you've got teams like Namibia. You've got teams like Portugal who have barely started playing rugby. Like those Georgia. teams, those teams make it like every tournament you always get these shite nations that somehow make it to the rugby world cup there needs to be another two groups mm. yeah to, I agree. To, to give them that shot like there's absolutely no yeah, but way the, the, the quality, is, Portugal, quality is poor like, yeah you could you could scramble together another two groups like look at yeah but you scramble and look together another two groups right New Zealand steamrolled over whoever it was, Namibia, Georgia, whoever, 96. We saw these big scores in the group stage. England, 71 against 71, nothing against Chile. Like, if you want to bring in teams for the hell of it, then go for it. But they're going to get battered. It's not good. It's not good for the contest. Cricket, so the ICC, right, the International Cricket Council, they used to do pools in the World Cup. And what they were finding is, say, India drew Ireland. They were always beating Ireland by two, three hundred runs, whatever it was. So what cricket went and did was they did a ladder. So everyone played each other once, mm-hmm. and then at the end you had four teams, and then they would go into a to a semi final, and the two winners from that semi final would then go into a final. So, so what you're fair. doing then is you're saying 
right, New Zealand, you might beat Namibia by 100, 100 points, but if you go and lose to South Africa by one point, you might be out. Or South Africa, you've won every game, but you've only beaten Namibia by 10 points, so you might miss out because someone beat Namibia by more. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You get bonus points in rugby. Yeah. But like having a table, not not pools, having like a, literally a, a ladder and having every team play each other once, then the top four go through to the quarters. It's a lot more I of an even I, I can see a table We're not going to change the World Cup structure. No, they won't. Structure. They so won't. It's like but the is only that way something they're that they do need, it. though? Because you're just saying that none of these teams are going to get any better. Is it something that they need? But a table's not going to do anything. Like, they're still going to get battered. Like, so, what is a table? What is introducing a table going to do when you're getting, still getting battered so 96-0? You've got the top teams that will want to hammer the bottom teams. And if you, if the international world, whatever, rugby, whatever they're called, federation said, right, if you, Namibia, if you finish on top of Georgia, we're going to give you a mm. bonus, a million dollars injected mm. into your sport. So having cash incentives to so those lower teams might get a bonus point if they get within two tries of one of the bigger teams or they get a financial incentive if they finish above each other. Like you think about it, those two teams weren't much worse than Australia. So they could have said, right, you beat Australia, you're getting this bonus. And all of a sudden, yeah. all Namibia have to do is beat the Wallabies who aren't that crash hot in the World Cup and they might get a bonus a million dollars. Or have it... And then you're just giving them money to then what? Crash out the tournament? In, no, but invest develop it. Their, or... Yeah. You, you two always talk about relegation or you have a relegation where there's two nations waiting. In that's the not a World Cup. But how's that's that? Not a, but it's, it's not, not, a, that's just a league. But it's that's not a World a Cup anyway because you've only got how many nations in the in this World Cup? Of course it's a World Cup. It's a knockout competition. Group yeah. stage and knockout. You can't then so, say it's a league. Then it's, so then it's a league. Why didn't Greece make the World Cup in rugby union? Because it didn't qualify. How, how, do you, how do you qualify for the Rugby World Cup? Tell they do me. qualification rounds before. Where, like where, you do where, football. How? I've never heard. Where, where what? Because you, you only just started watching Rugby Union. So yeah, that's yeah, why. It's, it's the same <laughs> with football, Josh. Like, it's, the, it's the same thing. Yeah, they, but they that's what I'm asking. How? Like, so who, how the hell did Namibia end up making it then? Who did they come up against? Because who you, you, get drawn, you get drawn into a pool of like a, your local teams. I don't... I don't know how it works in rugby, but football, right? So there'll be a certain areas of Europe, like a load of teams will get drawn from. It's 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 that's essentially a league. It's a mini league, and then the top so many teams so go through to the you, World Cup. Just don't have them then. Just have the big the big nations then, because it's a waste of time having Namibia and Georgia if they're going to win their nations or their their regions competition. But then they come to the World Cup and get battered by a hundred points every week. Just piss them off then. It's just a waste of time. If you're not going to have an incentive for them to be there and just those poor countries get absolutely belted on the big stage, don't have them there. Well, we don't know. They, they might get incentives. I don't, well, I don't know. There's nothing, there'd be nothing fun about getting absolutely embarrassed in a World Cup. Like Even, even the Wallabies, they didn't deserve to be there this World Cup. I would, but, I would rather and, they weren't there. But then if they've got a team and they make it into the pool then they're going to play. We're not just going to go, oh, no, they're rubbish. So no one will play them. Like, that's not a World Cup. Like, it's almost like, it's like, I don't know, some crap team in the in the FIFA World Cup. Zam, I don't know, Zambia or something. <laughs> We're not just going to not play them because they're crap. Like, we play 
Serbia Montenegro every qualifier for the World Cup and and we batter them every time. Yeah, but yeah. Like, gonna like, stop. Make, making it to the World Cup's a massive honour. It doesn't like you said, Chris. It doesn't matter whether you're Namibia or Zambia or Czechoslovakistan. It doesn't matter no, if you but, make it to the World Cup. That's an honour. But it does because we've found ourselves in a situation now where because I think it was who was it had the luxury of having Namibia because of. Um, Ireland, France, and New Zealand either drawing Namibia or Romania, their points difference was so much better than any other team. And then mm. that points difference means they finish first, which means they're going to get an easier quarterfinal. Or, depending on the draw, you look at New Zealand's, um, sorry, France's draw, France finished top. But because the, cause South Africa had Romania, South Africa end up playing France in the quarters because of the manipulation of the draw. Because it's a free pass when you've got Namibia in your in your ta- in your in your pool. It's not like, manipulated. It like, is. Though. I don't know where you're getting this manipulation from. It's unfair, mate. You're it's right. like it's you're it's always... like saying the EPL. It's what? Like... So what are you saying? Romania would have got to the semis and then lost. All right. So so next World Cup, right? France. Let's say the next next World Cup, rugby World yeah. Cup. Okay, France get drawn with Georgia, Namibia, the Wallabies. England get New Zealand, South Africa, and Japan. You won't, you won't be crying that that's unfair. Hang on, hang on. The quarterfinals. So there's no knockout round. There's no last sixteen. Yeah, I there know that. The group stage. Then there's a quarter. That's what I'm yeah? saying. So I'm saying yeah, if, so if next World Cup England get drawn in the same you, group as as that, let's let's just dissect what group South Africa and France in. What was their group? All right, so I'll go through each group, right? So France. No, just had... go through that group. Just go through that group. All right, Pull so South away. Africa had Ireland, Scotland, Tonga, and Romania. Yeah. Right. So there's three. There's three good teams in one group. Scotland are not a good team. Scotland. Yes, are they a are. Good... Scotland are. Yeah, oh, they now they are. Two, they They're in the top two. ten. They're not that good. They're in the top ten. France had New Zealand, Italy, Uruguay, Namibia. Italy are a good team. That well, they, they had were... it. They're yeah. good now, but they were shy. So for there's a long three time. good teams. Right now, go you on. go you go through this group. Wales had to come up against Fiji, Australia, Portugal, and Georgia. Now you don't tell me that that is one of the easiest groups you could ever get. Wales, in. Wales, no. Fiji, and Australia are all good teams. Oh, we are, the Australia are not good, mate. You had the same points as Fiji. You can shove the points up right. your ass. I don't care, Fiji. We're not good. When you when you say a bad team, right? You're saying you're not a good team. So then, how are you? So what are you classing Namibia? I'm classifying Namibia as horrific. You're, but what you're saying is these these are, are rigged, yeah. But they're quite obviously not. There's three or so good teams in each group, and then you've got, by the looks of it, two. Average teams to all right. Teams, so you yeah? would, who would you say is better? But where, Italy where do you? Fiji where does a rugby t- nation? Fiji. What about in the rankings? In the rankings. Yeah. Sorry. So in the rankings, who's higher, Fiji or Italy? Italy, I think. So, but Italy finished third because oh, they've yeah. drawn the raw the draw of South Africa Island, right? Ah, oh, sorry, not. Sorry, not South Africa, Ireland, New Zealand, and France. You're saying Scotland are good. Well, then they've drawn the raw straw with South Africa and Ireland. You then have Fiji, who's just come up against Wales, Australia, Portugal, and Georgia. You cannot say, if you look at Pool C, you cannot say that that is a ridiculously easy group. It is. That that is that group is so much worse than every other group. It's not funny. 
I don't think that that's an easy group. I wouldn't classify that as an easy group <clears> at all. Wales have been playing terribly. Yeah. And where did they finish? And where did they finish? They've yeah, been they playing f- terrible and they've finished on top. Yeah, they finished top. And they've been playing crap. So Pool C is the most ridiculously stupid draw. And Pool. Mm-hmm. Like if you had a chuck. But you get, but, but that's, but that's, that just proves your point that it is not, it's not rigged because there's one group that you feel that is, isn't as good as the rest, but the rest are pretty even. And it's not like you've got, Mate, the winner, the winner of all bad C, teams Wales, in got one beaten group. by like the team you've that got came some runners up top in Argentina teams by, in the that most, group. by the biggest gap. So Pool C has already been exposed. So Argentina's already been pretty much given a free ride because they've come up against the easier competition in in Wales, right? Fiji, yes, they they did compete really well against England, I must admit, but Fiji's finished second, so England's pretty much got a free ride there as well. Pool C is basically the dream. The dream ride. So England and and Argentina have benefited from a poor draw, a poor. So, so pool. I agree. With, I agree with Chris, mate. It's it's not rigged. Some groups are harder than others. It just it just it is what it rigged, is, mate. It's not rigged. You know, if the roles were reversed, and you know, if it was England who who had the tough draw, I don't reckon you two would be saying that. But you basically got a walk up win playing Fiji, which is a load of crap. It's, it's no, because I, I, I felt like we struggled against Fiji. When you when you've got well, they beat Mate, us when pre- you've got World South Cup. Africa, France coming up against each other, and then you've got England, Fiji, that is a disgrace. That is an absolute disgrace. When you've got, you're just you're just salty because we got through to the semi. No, I'm just we played Fiji. I'm just salty. So who ca- who came out of Fiji's group? Wales, who was who out of Fiji's Falcon. group? Two shit. Yeah. Teams. So hang on. In in the Six Nations, we lost, lost Wales. to Wales. We lost to Fiji. We, we lost to Fiji pre World Cup. England were absolutely nothing before this World Cup. You know, we'd lost like four games on the bounce. Yet we come into... And, you, and you're saying we're this amazing team. You think we're this England. amazing team? No. We're, no, but yeah, I, you think I, we're that good? I know enough we're about rubbish, rugby to you can't think be sitting there. South Africa, France in a quarterfinal versus friggin' Wales and Argentina and England and, and Fiji. It's no. a final, They're not mate. good teams. Good teams are going to come the, against Fiji. each other. You can't, and Wales, you can't sorry, cherry Fiji pick. Wales. They're the, not good the, teams. They finish. So yes, Wales they are. finished first in their pool and they've lost their quarterfinal to the team that finished second by 12 points. That That's a team yeah. that dominated their pool. Wales dominated pool C and they've lost you, the quarterfinals convincingly. <clears throat> Every other final was... Yeah, but that happens. That's, that's when sport, you get a mate. shit pool, like, when you get a shit draw. You're that's arguing... I really don't understand your argument here. Like you're saying that the the World Cup is rigged, but you're just not happy about the quality of teams. Like I don't understand what you're trying to say because you're saying that England have had a free ride. Basically, what you're trying to say is England's had a free ride. No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm trying to say is the pool system in rugby does just not been work, out. and this is evident because you have got one of, if not the best teams in the world, kicked out in the quarter. Where if you had if you had a ladder system, right, a table system, you would then be able to tr- the best teams would truly advance because you wouldn't have teams benefiting from from pool C, which is an average pool. It would still just go to a knockout though, Josh. If you're saying like like the cricket, like the top, but, let's just say the top, I don't know, six teams go through, and then they all yeah. play each other. How, how still, many? How many? Still going to get? You're still going to get France versus South Africa. How many times did England? 
did England? Uh, won't use England because it will piss you off. So no, I'll go. go on. No, I'll go, go Wales. How many times did Wales have to play South Africa or France? What I've, during the during, during the World the, Cup during the pool system? Not until the knockouts though. And did they play them in the knockouts? I I get no. what I get what you're go. saying, Josh. I do, but the way they're doing the groups now, that it's not. I don't think it's rigged. It's fair. It's randomized. It's like, it's like any other sport. If you look back to the Qatar World Cup. Croatia, Brazil in the quarterfinal. Brazil went out. Argentina, Netherlands. Netherlands went out. They're two top teams. And then on the other side of the group, you've got uh, France. Sorry. Uh, Spain went out. Portugal went through. Like, there's top teams that go out in quarterfinals. If they don't go out in the quarterfinal, they're going to go out in the semifinal. Where do you want them to go out? Look, I get what you're saying, and I think with football, soccer, it'd be a bit harder. There's 32 teams or whatever it is. But with rugby union, right, for me, a World Cup is you the best play the best. For, you know, for Wales to have gone through or well, that's what Argentina to have gone through and not have had to play France once at all and had that contest, I think it's a bit, a bit rigged. Mm. Like, if... if if every team had played each other once, I can damn guarantee you now France would have been in the top two or three. But because because of the way the pools worked, you look at one side, and I understand it's potluck, but one side of the draw has managed to get away with having to play France, potentially with how having to play South Africa. So my thing is with a competition that hasn't got as many nations as rugby, I think a table system would work because everyone can play everyone. And then you'll truly understand who the best team in the world is. That's my opinion. Those teams, those teams that aren't playing France are going to come up against South Africa, who's been better than France. So I they're not. See, yeah, but they've just gone and said that that France were the best gonna, team. On the other side of the group, on the other side of the group, you're going to play Ireland anyway, or right, New Zealand. I, I understand your point, Josh. Like, yeah, like you'll get Wales versus South Africa during the group stages. Everyone will play each other, but then it doesn't really matter because they're just going to play each other in the knockouts anyway. You know what? what You couldn't even rig it well. You couldn't even rig it well, right? Because you could put all the shit teams on one side and all the good teams on the other. All the good teams are going to play each other and then all the shit teams are going to play each other. You're going to get a shit team and a good team in a World Cup final and it's going to be the shittest World Cup final you'll ever watch. You know what? So you can't... Well, agree to disagree. What I will say is... This is a positive because at the start of this Rugby World Cup, I couldn't give two shits about the sport. I actually really enjoy it now to the point where I'm having an argument with the two ponds. And just, and just, and just to uh, like sort of go against your point, that's something I've just noticed. You said Pool C was the easiest ride, right? Correct. That's the only group where every team scored points. Yeah, because yeah. They're, all, they're all shit. So whichever team got through to the quarters, we're going to get beaten, which but is what happened. Shit. Well, they are because they both got beaten in the quarters, didn't they? Is that the only pool where both first and second team got kicked out in the quarters? I think it is. Yeah, correct. Yeah. We're moving, we've completely moved off of actually dissecting the games. <laughs> we've gone into the, the competition being rigged. Yeah. So it's not. We'll, we'll just qu- right. quickly recap the quarterfinals, right? So South Africa versus France. We watched it this morning. Great game. Quality. South Africa moved through, and England and Fiji, not the best of games, but England got through 34 to 24. Sorry, 30 to 24. So we are going to face South Africa in the semi-final. And for me personally, that is the best outcome we could have asked for because 
I mean, I, I would love to have played Namibia in the in the semis, but shit doesn't happen like that. John. <laughs> but anyway, it's, it's not rigged because we're playing South Africa. So um, personally, I'm 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 happier we're playing South Africa. They're more of a disjointed team. They haven't got nearly as as many good players as France, and they're not working nearly <clears throat> as well as as a unit as France. Rigged. So I'm happy with that. You might only um, lose and then by on the other twenty points this time now, mate. Yeah, and on the other side, we've got Ireland and New Zealand. Obviously, Ireland bottled it, and they did bottle it like they do every year. New Zealand, up the Kiwis, they're through, and they're going to be playing Argentina, who, for me, are a little bit of a dark horse. So they did really well. Um, They only, I mean, if you look at the stats for that game, uh, Wales gave 12 penalties away. uh, Argentina only gave seven. They had 58% territory. They had 56% possession, five clean breaks, beat the defence 21 times, eight offloads, 109. Yeah, like it, the stats are good. And that's, so, that's nuts considering that Argentina played the winner of Pool C and that Pool C was a great pool as we know. So <laughs> what, a, what a surprise that yeah. result is. <laughs> yeah, that, well, Wales aren't a bad team. I don't yeah. understand where you've got that from. So if they're, if they're seeded, I mean, they were... One, two, three, four, five, six to win the World Cup. Yeah, with twenty-two and they to one. finished on top so of their pool. And there's only f- and Argentina. Argentina were below them, so they're not a bad team. So Wales were six, yeah. Six ma- and Argentina was seven. How many pools are there in the World Cup? Four, six, four, four. They finished first. Then team number six, yeah. They were the highest ranking team, and they finished first in their pool. Then six in the world, yeah. which means. One, two, three, four, yeah. and five had to compete. They would have been in the same pool. Pool C, the highest ranking team, was sixth in the world. Rigged. Yeah. Rigged. But it, it's not rigged. It's rigged. Because Argentina was seventh and they played Wales, which like, there's only one place in it. It's not rigged. <laughs> like, it's not rigged. The only, the only good thing to come out of Wales is Gareth Bale. So Wales are useless. <laughs> Uh, Aaron Ramsey came out of Wales. He was a good player. Aaron Ramsey is a good player. Great player. So anyway, anyway. Very spicy, uh, lads. Sidetracking. Oh, I'm spicy. just going to say, oh, the whole of the Cricket World Cup's rigged. Uh, Chris. <laughs> Chris, question. AFL's rigged. <laughs> Chris, question for you. Uh, if, if someone said to you that England were going to make the semi-finals of the Rugby World Cup. I would have said Bullshit. bullshit. So run a few of the ep- run run some of the episodes back a couple of weeks. You would have heard me say we won't make out the group. Exactly, that's and, not what I heard. That's not if, what I heard if, at all. If we get smashed, oh, you don't listen to the episodes. Then, do you? If we get smashed by South Africa, will you be happy? Obviously, obviously not, not happy but... with the loss. I mean, like the overall <laughs> performance of the World Cup. Yeah, yeah, I'll, oh, mate. I would be actually pretty happy getting to the semis, providing we had an awful Six Nations and an awful lead up to the World Cup. Yeah. We were so disjointed. Eddie Jones obviously left. We had um, whatever his name came in. And I didn't see... Yeah, he, he he panned players. He kept this old, experienced, disjointed team. And I didn't feel like they were going to do anything. They weren't creative enough in any games for me. Even in the games we played in the World Cup, I don't look at it and go, oh, really good attacking rugby, great play, you know? Yeah. It's not like... It's nothing special. I'm just happy we're in the semi-final. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna like bag them out. They've done really well. Yeah. Like considering. So far. So yeah. So far, well, I've been, been 
been good. good. Hey, so far, like, and if we if we do beat South Africa, if we do beat South Africa, I will be over the moon. Yeah, for sure. Over the moon, for sure. We need to we need to get them back for last World Cup. If if you somehow somehow beat South Africa, do you give yourself a Mm. chance against New Zealand, who should beat Argentina? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because New Zealand haven't been that good. Should they though? I actually think Argentina. Based off what I've watched, I actually think Argentina will win that. You reckon? I reckon Argentina will beat yeah, New Zealand. Have New Zealand been that good? Oh, I don't think they have. Not They've that not I know been amazing. No. And no. I actually, and I hate saying this, but I actually think your your you Poms are a chance this World Cup. I'm actually tipping you to go all the way, based off what I've mate. Seen. France, France and Ireland, the two favourites are out. Mate, like and anything can happen. I reckon South. I reckon South Africa have had their victory. I reckon that was the other night. I yeah. reckon they gave everything they had the well, other night. they come night. off a big game, yeah. I don't think South Africa have been that impressive. Like, yeah, they're a great team, but I really don't think they have been... The thing the thing you've got to look at now, all the pressures on South Africa. No pressures on England. Yeah, no one's expecting True. England to yeah. beat South Africa. So, no. let's wait and see. Hopefully they get up for years, but I, f- yeah. I feel like so, South Africa will get the job done. What's our tip for the weekends? I'm going England-Argentina final. Oof. That's a that's a bold call. It is It is a bold call. I would say I would say it would be like realistically New Zealand South Africa. I like in an ideal world I think it would be England New Zealand. Would be a good final. That would be a good final. Yeah. I'd like to see that. Yeah, we beat New Zealand last tournament in the semis. Yeah. So Yeah, yeah we did. Mm. We smashed them. We, did. we smashed them that game as well. So, Ooh, I don't know, Australia nowhere to be seen. <laughs> Another World Cup. <laughs> Where are they? Two time, Where are two they? Two-time winners. Two-time winners. I'm looking I for do, that trophy they've lost. I do have to say, I was a little quiet in that segment, but boy, oh boy, was that spicy. That was Ooh, real, yeah. really, really spicy, lads. I enjoyed really it. Really <laughs> When someone don't know what they're talking about, it gets yeah. Listening back, and I was like, "Ooh, good left jab. Ooh, good." (laughs) You know, you know what I'm going to go and do now because he says that I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go and spend the next week watching reels and reels of rugby union. So come next week, I'm just going to throw all these random stats at like the 1956 World Cup ended up at this score, and I'll say, "Fuck you, mate." When you watch it, if you can prove to me it's rigged, I will eat my shit. No, I. I'm not going to read. It's not rigged. I just, I, I hate how some world, including cricket, I just think some World Cups aren't ran how they should be. But anyway, we won't get into Mate, that. Mate, if any World Cup was rigged, it was the FIFA World Cup in Qatar. Like, Lionel Messi's last World Mate. Cup, and all, all of a sudden, won. like, yeah. all, and they had a really bad referee against the Holland, like, in the Holland match. We all know semi. that was rigged. We all know that the... That's like if any if any sports rigged, it's football. And look, yeah. I don't want to say too right. much because I don't want a bounty on our heads. But uh, no, yeah. note to self: I don't think Qatar Airways are going to sponsor us ever again. <laughs> no, I think I no. think we can cross that one off the list. <coughs> yeah. All right, boys. Good chat. Well done. Very good. Yeah. Very. All right. What are we moving on to? Right. Adam, you can uh, you can <clears throat> do your piece now. Move on yep. to a bit of AFL trades, eh? Let's move on to the trades. So I'll just do a bit of a recap of what's happened the last couple of days. And then if you've got any questions, just throw them at me. AFL's rigged. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. So we've got Hans has been traded to the Bulldogs. We've got Stevens yeah. to the Ruse through a couple yeah, of yeah. Other, other little picks. What's that? 
No, it's just yeah, yeah, yeah. Berg- he mouth Dan. <laughs> Burgers to the Crows. We've got Grundy finally going to his third club to the Sydney Swans. Adam's going to join him at the Swans. We've got Fisher moving over to the Roos. We've got Gresham finally to the Dons. Um, <laughs> Fullerton <laughs> to the Ds. Brockman went over on the weekend to the Eagles. Um, Roos have picked up a real strange sort of pickup, and we can talk about it a little bit more. But Neon, I think it's called. Neon, his name is. Um, he's gone to the Roos, which is real interesting. And... Today, Shulks just went to the Pies for a second and a future first round pick. So, a lot has happened, but no real big names have real gone. So, well, you say no big names. Grundy to the Swans, I'd say, is it's his third club in in how three seasons? Yeah, yep. Like, is that a good move for Brody? Do you reckon? I feel like for Brody, yes, and for the Swans, yes, but. Time will tell, mate. He's going to be the number one ruckman again. That's for yeah, sure. So he's, he's not going to be stepping on like the likes of Max Gorn's shoes now. Correct. So. And the Swans got fuck all for him. Like, I'm sorry, the um, D's got fuck all back for him. So <laughs> yeah, the Swans have won that out. So hopefully, mate. hopefully he can um, you know play consistent footy again. Hopefully he doesn't go he? forward. Oh, he's 29, 30. Do you know? Okay. Do you know what the best part about that is too? Right? Do you know the Pies and the Swans have to pay 80, I think it's 75% of his salary. Yep. So Sydney only have to pay 25% of his salary. Collingwood yep. pay, I think, 50%. Melbourne yep. pay 25%. And then Sydney will pay the 25%. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I believe I believe Pies are still paying 300 odd. What's Melbourne paying? Two? 150? I think, two? yeah, so I think they're the 25%. So I think yeah, they're okay. about a, a 250 load. And then Sydney pay 250. So 250 for an all Aussie Ruckman. Not I don't, bad. I don't think I've ever seen that before, Josh. Hey, no, nah, a player gets paid by two other clubs, and the team he's playing nah. for now. So you know what, mate? People aren't talking about how bad this is by Melbourne as well. Like horrific, yeah. horrific, a horrific trade decision. Um, he shouldn't have never gone to the club in the first place, mate. And they guaranteed him a game. So, Correct. but um, well, with Melbourne, they were trying to get him and Gorn to do the whole forward ruck sort of situation. It doesn't work. It just does not work. What what works is a dominant ruckman. You go in with a dominant ruckman and you have a pitch hitter that plays full forward, yep. and a half forward, chops in for five, ten minutes while your ruckman's resting there, down deep or resting on the bench. It, it just doesn't work. They can't do 50-50. Grundy and Gorn are known goal kickers. So stupid decision by the Ds. But, I mean, Swans, good luck to them, mate. They've got him now and I think it's a good pick-up. Agreed, and and just for your boys, before I move on to a bit of NRL trade quickly, Daniel, for yep. your boys' ads, I think I think we're going to be seeing Sammy Draper up forward a bit more next year. I, I, I have I have heard that um, Scotty wants to play two rucks. It, it doesn't happen though, but like I mean, Draper's proven himself a little bit this year that he can take a contested mark. It's only his kicking that will let him down. So Mate, you have it. You have him and two meter Peter up. Up forward with Harry Jones, yeah. um, Jay, Jay Gresham, Jake Stringer. Not a, not a bad little forward line being I, formed there. I do want to get into Essendon quickly before we jump off. Um, what do you think about their trades? To to be honest with you, I haven't. I'm not all over it. I know you got. I know you got Gresham, and I know you got Goldstein. Now <laughs> I think Goldstein is a, still a superstar, so I think that's a really good in. Let's. Let's go through who we're 
like leaving out and who or who's retired and who's coming in. So we've got Andrew Phillips retired. You got Goldstein coming in. Who would you rate higher? Oh, Goldstein, Goldie. by a mile. Yeah, I know Goldie's bloody 36, 37, have bloody 500,000 Ks on the on his um mileage, but he was he's still... Versatile, mate. Yeah, versatile. yeah. Even if he gives us a year, he's going to give Draper and Brian okay. and whoever, if we pick up another Ruckman in the draft, hopefully not, but if we pick up another Ruckman, like they'll get experience enough from Goldstein, who's Correct. top three of all time, I would say, anyway. So then you've got Mackay. Coming in as a, a big key back, and I know we're paying him an arm and a leg, eight hundred thousand a year or whatever it ends up being. But Essendon do not have a big body defender. We have Brandon Sert Thatcher, who, who will go. He he hopefully go to Paul. He'll, he'll go. He'll go. But we've had him against Hawkins and these other big forwards who've kicked seven, eights, nines. And I'm not saying Mackay is going to do any better. We haven't seen it. He hasn't proven anything yet. But He's a bigger body, he's taller, he's stronger. Hopefully that works. So I say that's a tick. Even though we're paying him an arm and a leg, it's something that we need. And we've gone out and got it. And then Gresham will come in for either Snelling or um, Guelphie. So, and he, he's a good little pickup, man. I don't mind Gresham. Gresham's all right. I'm not sold on Mackay, but who knows? He could he could prove me wrong. He's He's been in a pretty average team, so we'll see what he does. But that's, um, that's the thing, mate. He's been in an average team where the ball's coming down, like, it might not be as bad next year when, I'm not saying Essendon's a, a, a great team or anything, but less ball coming down might actually make him a better player. Do you know what I'm you're saying? Not, you're not going to know. Like, no, you're not going to um, I think the the best trade of, of the period so far has been Lockie Schiltz to Collingwood. Yep. I, I, yep. I think he's a heavily underrated small forward. They've just added another quality small forward to their that's a steal. And my my mail is my inside news is that uh, old mate Jackie Ginnivan's going to be out the door. Yeah, yep. To another Victorian club, and I hope not. But my team's name's being bandied around. He better not end up in a Carlton jumper. I friggin' hope he doesn't. What's wrong with Jackie? I don't rate. I do not rate him as a player. The thing with I Jack, do. I touched on him the other night. He's <laughs> he's young. I get it. He's inexperienced. He's just not an AFL player, mate. He's he's lazy. He's fucking. He's got a big fucking head. Everyone wants to knock his fucking shoulders off. Like he's just a fucking flog, mate. And if Chris has a flog of the week this week, which we'll get into later, his name better be on there. Hundred so, percent. Anyway, but, um, I'm not a fan of him. But speaking speaking of trade news, rugby league, um, ru- rugby league, rugby Daniel, league. Daniel's favourite centre at the Melbourne Storm, big boy Olam. Um, got some news this week from. From a, I'll call it an inside source, and it is an inside source actually. Yeah, from within the club, that uh, Bellamy and Justin had a heated discussion. So in their exit interviews for the end of the season, Bellamy told um, Olam that he didn't think that he was committing himself enough to the club, and I believe Olam turned around to Bellamy and basically said, "Get fucked." So Bellamy said, right, you're not at the club next year. So they're looking at a swap with the West Tigers. I mean, if that is true, that is a bit disheartening. Well, I, he, I do rate Olam as a player. Well, you read one-on-one. Craig Bellamy was in Sydney last week meeting with Sean Bloor, which is a – he's a second rower for the West Tigers, 24-year-old. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Olam has agreed to be shopped around. So I believe there will be a straight swap. West Tigers will give us Sean Bloor and we'll give them Justin Ollard and so, we'll add another second rower to 
So who's going to take Ollum's place then in the centres? There's a few so, options, mate. You know what Bal- you know what Bellamy's like. He's probably got this all all conquering plan that none of us know about. But um, yeah, a few things. I, I know Storm were the first team to implement skin folds, and they're really strict. And I also heard that there wasn't a lot of satisfaction with his skin folds during last preseason as well. So, right, yep. It's, I think it's a big loss, but obviously Bellamy. Bellamy knows what he's doing, but there's some inside trades, trade goss in the NRL as well. Well, isn't Ollum, his contract's until 2026, isn't it? Yeah, so that's why it'll be a swap. So Sean Bloor's contracted to West Tigers as well. And if you look at if you look at their performances this year, obviously as a second rower, he doesn't score, but he made around 655 tackles this season, which is one of the highest for a second rower in the competition. Um, he's, 20, he's 24, he's young. He's big. I, I believe Bellamy wants to get him and recruit him as more of a as more of a, a centre, not not a second rower. Well, if he if he um, if he can score at second row, then I'm sure he can score at centre. So, well, he he doesn't score. The only issue is he doesn't score, but he tackles. He tackles, and he's he's athletic for his size. He's quick. Yeah. He's so yeah. We'll we'll see what happens, but um, yeah, Justin Olam looks like he'll be out the door. I mean, he can't score less than Alex Twelve for the West Tigers. Who's just who's re-signed? Scored his first try against the Storm this year. He did. Was it was it hundred and fifteen game drought or something? I don't know. It could have been longer. I honestly don't know. It was massive. I, I'm pr- I'm pretty sure it was it was something ridiculous like that. I, I mentioned it on one of our other episodes. So yeah, it is hundred and fifteen game try scoring drought. Hundred and fifteen. Yep, it Enough, was. Didn't it? Yep. Anyway, yeah, boys. It was round 16 against the Storm. Um, another pickup, I say pickup, Jermaine um, Izarko re-signed for the Dolphins. Yep. Um, that's huge for them. I think he's, I'd probably say he's definitely up there, one of the best wingers in the league. Um, would you agree, Josh, or not? Um, yes, potentially. I, I, I still rate Brisbane's wingers. For as sure, a, but as I mean, top two, but yeah, he's still, he's a, he is in the top ten. Well, absolutely, Azarko did lead the Telstra Premiership in both tries and points yeah. scored. This so year. obviously, obviously, he's he's done really well this year. I think consistency is big. I still think Corey Oates has probably got got the well, nod for consistency. But well, I say no. You know what? I'm going to say is the best. The best winger in the league. Well, he definitely has been this year, anyway. This year, hundred percent this year. Well, did he get this the, year? Did yeah. he get the Dalian winger of the year? He might have. Uh, he was in the team of the year. He was in the team, so he might have got the winger of the year too. Um, but yeah, like I just said a minute ago, he led um, the Premiership by tries and points scored. That's the first time since um, Mal Meninga in nineteen ninety. Smell my finger. Yeah, yeah smell. <laughs> That's a little, little stat for you. That's I didn't know. I did not know he led for tries. That's yeah. That's um, that's massive. Good yeah, on him. That's huge. Yeah. Good on so, him. I mean, who else have the Dolphins picked up for next year? They've picked up Herbie Farmworth, haven't they? That's they that's have. a massive get. Yeah. I think I think the Wayne Bennett factor is is playing a a bit of a a bit of a play in that. He's a he's a master coach. His players love him. So uh, much like Craig Bellamy, they're messiahs. People want to go play for them. So, but do you reckon it's going to be? Bellamy's last year, this year. Oh, I've said yes every year. I think that I Billy re-signed with the Broncos. I 
think that might have thawed Storm's plans a little bit because everything I was hearing was that they were teeing up Billy to be the next coach. So mm. Billy signed a three-year contract for the Queensland Origin team, which means nothing. If he gets an NRL gig, he can leave. But um, I think Billy will be the next coach. So I think Bally Ake will be in charge for two more seasons. And I think yeah. we'll see Billy at the helm in 2025, 26. It's got to be Billy, isn't it? Yeah, Storm it will Origin, be. Man. It, has it to will be. be. Mate, the, bloke, the bloke's got the the rugby IQ of a of a genius so oh absolutely um, so yeah um no other real big gets to be honest i mean tommy flagler's going to the dolphins as well i think we said that the other week yeah but seems to be there's not a lot of movement at the minute in both codes really even in the afl there's not or the NRL, there's no big player movements kind of like everyone's just sitting on what yeah. they've got and thinking not yet content. still two more days not yet something's gonna I happen don't... <sighs> I know we'll get Elijah Hollands in the AFL. In terms of the NRL, oh, sorry, we, I know Carlton will land Elijah Hollands in, in the NRL. There's no there's no rumours at all. Dan, sorry for the listeners, Dan's just farted. No, that's that's my dog. Sorry. Oh, sorry, the, ch- the chihuahua. <laughs> hey, Dan doesn't have a dog on, for all the listeners. Live on feed. <laughs> anyway, boys, should we, pig, uh, should we move piglet. on? Um, yeah, we can move on. Yeah. Perfect. I just want to do a Saturday recap of horse racing before Ads gets into his segment. Did any of us watch the uh, Everest, the $20 million race? I did. I did watch the Everest. Yeah, I did watch it. So the Everest is the richest sprint race, 1,200 metres, $20 million race, thought of from from New South Racing. Think about it, one. Think about it cost its owners $70,000 as a yearling. It's just one $10 million, a $10 million race. So it cost the owners seventy thousand. It's now up to eleven and a half million prize money. It was it was an impressive one. Um, and hats off to Joey Pride and Sammy Clipperton who both won their first Everest. Sammy just came out as a as a, an apprentice, which is a massive win. And Fangirl in the King Charles was awesome as well. Mr. Brightside horrendous, but but Fangirl was was really good. So two really good Group One races at at uh, Randwick and. Alligator blood in the might and power at Caulfield was exceptional as well. So some really good Saturday racing. Group one, as we get into the spring carnival, bring on the Cox Plate, Caulfield, Caulfield Cup and uh, Melbourne Cup. Yeah, I love the uh, I love the spring carnival. Absolutely. Good. But yeah, no, good. All right, let's move on. Um, ads. Now go on, Josh. What was you going to say, mate? No, I was going to say ads. I believe, uh, I believe we're introducing a new seggy. This week, is that right? We are. Can we jump into it? Or we got other sports to talk about? Nah, go for it, mate. All right. What's so, your so I want to do a new segment starting this week that we can hopefully carry on to uh, next week and the week after called On The Spot. All right. So I'm going to ask one of you guys a question or a couple questions and I want quick responses. Yeah. Don't think about it. Quick Ooh. responses. All right. Two seconds. So Chris, you're Dangerous. up this week. All right, Chris. Ah, shit. All right, ready? Quick. I want quick. Don't think about it. What comes on the top of your mind? All right? What sport have you played? Football. Favourite position on the field? Right back. Favourite sporting club without selecting England or Arsenal? Arsenal. Without Uh, selecting... um, Wolves. Favourite movie? Wolverhampton Wanderers. Matrix. Favourite athlete? Favourite athlete? Chair and me. 
Do you shower before bed? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> What's a pet hate? Cleanliness. <laughs> Tomato sauce. Is it in the fridge or the cupboard? Cupboard. If you were a dog, which breed would you want to be? Border Collie. Smart. Yeah, I knew you'd say that. Smart ones. Would you rather have sex with a goat and no one finds out or not have sex with a goat, but everyone thinks you did? <laughs> sex with a goat, no one finds out. <laughs> and that's it, guys. I can't get one done. Oh, brilliant. That was good, Ads. Well done. That was a good segment, right, well mate? The first so good segment. Guys. I thought they'd so be sweet. like real quick and be like, do you like penis? Yes. I mean, no. no, no. <laughs> so so some, uh... something different where we can, um, our viewers get to know you a bit better. So. Are you going oh, yeah. yeah, no, to have me or Josh next week? One of you will cop it next week. They will. Yeah, no, they no, will no. not be the same questions. Oh, that's sweet. And so we apologise for it. Don't, don't do your study because they ain't the same no, questions, all right? And another question, another segment that me and Josh are going to start doing either in the next week or two is beer reviews. And that'll yeah, be dependent so on nice. if I actually go and buy a beer. So, um, <laughs> all right, well, we'll get on it. This is your <laughs> week or two's notice, Josh. If you, <laughs> if, you if, if you don't get a beer for next week, I'm doing it. And just to, just we'll to call, call it, it, call it the maybe beer review. The maybe beer review. Just to correct Adam's lack of grammatical awareness, we are not pitching this to our viewers, given we are a podcast. We are pitching this to our listeners, you flog. Same shit. You absolute peanut. Same shit. I mean, viewers, you, yeah. listeners. you two flogs yeah. are in my firing line tonight, Chris and Adam, I'll tell you. Well, yeah, hey, speaking the, of flogs. I was agreeing with you, Semi. It's that, no, it's that stupid polo you've got on. Hey, rinse it. That's good nah, polo, that. all right, though. It is. It actually is yeah. a nice looking polo, isn't it? First good thing Essendon's done. <laughs> Before we go, boys, uh, flog of the week. Anyone got any runners for flog of the week? Other than Josh, because you are a massive flog for this week's episode <laughs> with your rigged fucking yep. what, rugby world cup nonsense. Chris's kicking abilities of the footy yesterday. Absolute, <laughs> absolute <laughs> fucking flog. Nah, flog, flog of the week would have to be. I can't think of one this week. I actually can't think of many flogs. Maybe maybe the A-League for not promoting the start of the season next week would would probably be my, my flog of that's the week. That's a big one, yeah. That's a big one, yeah. yeah. Mine is uh, Dylan, da- Dylan Dennis, oh. YouTube boxer, for trying to get Logan Paul in a guillotine during a boxing match. <laughs> that... And getting disqualified. Fucking shit fight, man. Shit fight. Yeah. Can we not get into it? He, oh, shit. He, he's my flog of the week. I reckon that's, Massive I reckon that's grouse. I think that's hilarious. How good that? I didn't even Goes watch for the... I refuse to watch that shit. Oh, um, that's the only thing I watched. I'll add to you. I'll I... add to that flog of the week. I'll go to the other fight and I'll go KSI, mate. All talk. KSI, yeah. And no action. No action. You fucking shit. You're not a pro boxer. Go back to YouTube and rinse yeah. it. All right. The thing you see his his stance, he'd bounce like mm. this with his arms going out like that, and he'd just throw a punch. Shit. And the worst thing about it is Tommy Fury didn't know how to 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 adjust to it. You are an average boxer trying to adjust to a YouTube YouTube content creator, a YouTuber, <clears throat> and you cannot counteract Boring. his 
random. I mean, it's a very random boxing stamp, but you're supposed to be a, you know, a professional boxer and you couldn't figure it out. Six rounds, mate. And you only won it by a point. You should have knocked him out in the first 30 seconds. You couldn't figure it out, mate. Even the commentators on Talk Sport were like, just uppercut him. He's coming at you. He's ducking his head and he's throwing an overhead. Just uppercut him. The thing is, these sort of fights, they're not... Proper fights. They're not. They're not no, going for the KOs. Rigged, that nah. they are rigged. You money, were, man. As money. if they were. Yeah, yeah. As if Tommy Fury wasn't getting paid per minute. Yeah, there's, prob- there's probably some. Oh, yeah, the yeah. Saying he couldn't. They couldn't knock Massive. each other out. Correct. Same with Paul. They, they said same all... with Tommy and Paul last time. They couldn't oh, knock each other out. Yeah. You're telling me that Tommy can't knock out of YouTube. You're fucking kidding yourself. It is the money involved. There's nothing. There's nothing to say that these guys cannot fight. Yeah, like KSI. And Logan Paul have put in the effort and they've put in the time to to become uh, a competitive fighter. But he's been doing that his whole life. His whole life. It's all he's ever known. So yeah. it's, it's not even all he's ever it's not known. Even sport boys. It's an embarrassment to boxing. Yeah. It's are you referencing Tommy? It, it goes to show that it, yeah, yeah. It goes to show that you've either got it or you went because he's been training his whole life and he's still shit. He can't knock a boxer out. Look so. at the size of him. Yeah, mate, living, and he's massive. Living in his bro- living in his brother's shadow. Well, I was going to say that Tommy's Ellen's, older brother would have just been sister. sitting there like, "Fuck this, mate, this is shit." Well, he didn't go. I don't think he went. No, he I'm was, not sure. It was there. Don't quote me on that. It was there. Was Tyson there? Yeah, because he was yeah. in the I know that... KSI when he was getting his bloody wrist strapped and shit for some reason. Ah, uh, was he? Yeah, because didn't you hear? Didn't you hear Tyson's um, TikTok before no. the fight? He, he's it was a couple nah. of weeks ago now. He said, "If if you lose to a YouTuber, you're getting your name changed. You're not having a Fury name ever again." <laughs> yeah, and then he said that in the John John, yeah. John Fury said the same thing. But you'd be embarrassed. Imagine if you did lose. You know, that, he was, that, he was never he was whole, never going to lose. That actually that would have been a better be fight. Nah, John Fury over nah. KSI. That would have actually been a better fight. Yeah, probably. 100%. probably. Anyway, yeah, let's right, stop boys. talking yeah. about him, mate. It's fucking rubbish. Yeah, embarrassment well, boxing. Uh, that's it for yeah. Well, flog of the week. We'll just say YouTube boxers. Oh, YouTube boxers. Flog of the week. Flog of the week. You're all flogs. You are the flog of the week. <laughs> <laughs> all right, boys. Well, if Beautiful. that's that, right. then nice, short, sharp episode. Cheers, lads. See you next week. See you next week.